Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Somebody said, aren't you afraid you're not going to make it? I said, no, what are you talking about? Oh, what if you get out there and can't buy any fuel anywhere? I said, well, if I get out there and can't buy any fuel anywhere, then the same God that took care of the children of Israel, the same God that took care of those Jews as they marched across the burning, scorching sand and none of their shoes wore out and none of their clothes wore out, that same God is still the same today. He's still the same Jehovah. He's still El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And if he has to, he can manufacture me some fuel in the fuel tank. He's the one that gave the farmers fart in the first place. Welcome to Rama for Today. If you joined us yesterday, you've already begun positioning yourself to take back what belongs to you. But remember, it's by faith. Keep listening as Reverend Kenneth W. Hagen continues his series on Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen. And later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer that's going to help you do just that. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen. Secondly, he was affected by what he saw. See, the things that shake our faith, I'm talking about the things that shake us, keep us from taking what belongs to us by faith. First of all, he felt. Secondly, he saw. He saw the wind boisterous, the waves that were blowing. You know, around here in Oklahoma, the wind blows a lot. And you drive over here, to a lake. Sometimes the wind blows so hard, this little old pond that's right out here. You'll see waves blowing across there because the wind is causing the waves to blow on that pond. Now he saw these waves. He began to be threatened by what he saw rather than what Jesus said. Peter said to him, if it's you, let me come. And the Lord said, come. See, the Lord has already told you right here in the word that he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness, everything. But you see, we're getting our eyes on everything else and our faith is being shaken. We see the newscast. We read the newspaper. It's filled with nothing but fear, depression. Every time you look around, somebody says, well, looks like we're not going to be able to make it. Every time you turn around, somebody's trying to get you all upset. See, all the reports that we hear, everything that we see is fear, doubt, unbelief, depression. Every time we turn around, somebody's taking another bite out of our paycheck. Every time we turn around, they're talking about inflation. 
Every time we go to the grocery store, somebody says, well, they've changed the prices. Every time you go to the restaurant, just about, they got new menus because they've changed the prices. Hello? And if we're not careful, we will get to looking at all of this. They'll begin to talk about the interest rates going up and all of this. And people quit buying. Therefore, all the builders have a problem. When the builders have a problem, the developers, the builders, then the painters don't have no place to paint. The, the rough carpenters don't have anything to do. The finished carpenters don't have anything to do. The concrete people don't have, and it just becomes a vicious circle. And so it's like a, one of the newscasters on the, the other day I was listening at, they were talking about, everybody's been talking about we're going into a depression and so forth and so on. Yet, some of the indicators didn't indicate that. This newscaster, he said, they're going to talk us into a depression whether there's one or not. And I thought, man, you don't know how true the statements you made really are. Because you'll start believing what you're talking. If you're talking the word, you'll believe the word. But if you're talking the junk that you're hearing, that's what you'll start believing. I want you to know that you can reach up by the hand of faith. You can begin to claim God's promises. You don't have to be swept under by depression or the crisis of life. Somebody said, well, how is it going to happen? I don't know. It's not my responsibility or your responsibility to make it happen. It's my responsibility and your responsibility to believe what God said and it's his responsibility to make it happen. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. That's it right there. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Yeah, but did you hear what they said on the news? Yeah, but did you read the Bible? Yeah, but, and, and see, they act like they didn't even hear you. Yeah, but they said so-and-so. I said, but did you read the Bible? Yeah, but they said this and they said, I said, did you read the Bible? Come on. Are we going to really believe the Bible and act like the Bible so? Are we going to go with the news forecaster? Who's right and who's wrong? Huh? The word is right. Now, I don't mean for us to go out and make silly decisions and and stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about believing the real word. People that make silly decisions and silly statements don't believe the word either. So many people are either over here or over here when the truth is right here in the middle somewhere. Now, I want you to look at this. I'll relate a story. 1980, the crusade team, we traveled up to, from Oklahoma up to 
the west coast of Canada. We had services, I believe, in, C- in Portland, Seattle. Well, actually, the west coast, upper northwest U- U.S. had services in Portland, Seattle, and then on into Vancouver. And then we traveled all across Canada. And if you remember, that was the year that we had all the, the gas crisis. They were long gas lines and so forth and so on. And uh, somebody said, aren't you afraid to get all, get all that crusade equipment out there on the road? In fact, at, at that particular time, we had the bus and I believe the bus and the semi-trailer truck and uh, the airplane. We had them all out there. Somebody said, Aren't you afraid you're not going to make it? I said, no. What are you talking about? Oh, what if you get out there and can't buy any fuel anywhere? I said, well, if I get out there and can't buy any fuel anywhere, then the same God that took care of the children of Israel, the same God that took care of those Jews as they marched across the burning, scorching sand and none of their shoes wore out and none of their clothes wore out. That same God is still the same today. He's still the same Jehovah. He's still El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And if he has to, he can manufacture me some fuel in the fuel tank. He's the one that gave the farmers fart in the first place. If you don't really believe that God will take care of you, then you're not going to make it. Now, I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy. And I'm not telling you that you're not going to have some trials and some temptations and some tribulations. But I am telling you that if you believe what God says in his word, it'll happen. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But you see, you're going to have to get that same kind of attitude toward what God said. I don't believe that God said it just to hear himself speak. He said it because he wants to give us more than we've got. You might go home from this service. And there's a moving van backed up to your place that you're living in, your house. And they unload, they're loading all the furniture in that moving van. You walk up and you say, hey, what's going on here? Oh, fellow steps out with a piece of paper and says, well, this property is mine and I'm just getting rid of all this junk out of here. I'm sure that you'd just walk back to the car and say, well, kids, honey, I thought this house, in fact, I thought we paid it off last year. I mean, I thought we got the deed to it and everything, but that man said it belongs to him, so I guess we'll go down to Aunt Mary's and see if she let us stay there so I can figure out what to do. (laughs) And one of you would do that. You would contact the authorities and you would fight for what rightly belonged to you. Am I correct? While you talk about getting hostile, 
they could see the sparks fly for 20 miles. But yet the devil can walk in, steal our joy, steal our happiness, bring in sickness and disease. And you say, well, I thought the Lord was going to take care of me. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, the Tools for Navigating Life Package. Included is the best-selling book, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit by Ken Hagan, and God's Positioning System by Lynette Hagan. All three resources for just $21.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Well, thank every one of you who help us, uh, who are a word partner, who help us on a monthly basis, basis yes, to yes. keep this program going, right. as well as all of the other programs that we have going all, here. All, traveling, Word of Faith Magazine, everything that's, that's going on, the word partner. And if you'd like to see about being a word partner, go to rhema.org slash WPC and you say, what's a word partner? It's just somebody that sends us an offering once yes. a month. Uh, you know, whatever you can afford. That's some of them right. are small, some of them are medium sized, some of them are big. Thank God for those. And when they all come together, we're able to do something with it and produce people that are being born again, healed yes. and set free by the power of God. So we want to say once again, thank you. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, Ken Hagen continues his empowering series, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen. So plan to be with us on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.